Welcome back to another episode of On Coaching with Magnus and Marcus. I'm Steve Magnus, the Deputy Director of High Performance West, joined by my good friend and colleague, John Marcus. Another lovely day, John. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fabulous. We're here to give the people what we want. We actually have the hottest thing since sliced bread with us today. No, I am not talking about a Kardashian. I'm talking about a oh, Webb. The Alan Webb. He's in the building, folks. Welcome to the pod. Woo-hoo. Glad to be here. Good to see you guys again. Yeah, good to have you, Alan. So this is exciting. This is going to be a, a little bit of a trip down memory lane for all of us, I think. So I want to start, and since we're a coaching podcast, we'll focus on the training a little bit. But I want to start with um, a quick story about the first couple days that I worked out with you guys, Alan. Oh, just, I want to hear this. Let me get my popcorn. All right. So so the thing is, like, I moved up there, I think, in January, drove from Houston, D.C., and then when we got there, I think, like, a day or two later, we drove down to Florida, right? <laughs> <laughs> which, which we could spend the whole podcast talking about Florida, which we won't. Um, oh goodness but, gracious. But, but here's here's the thing. I remember distinctly, like I'm like, oh man, I'm training with Alan, like this is gonna be really tough. Like I gotta get mentally ready, all that stuff. But in the back of my head, I'm like, man, like I've run 120 miles a week, like I know what tiredness is and fatigue is. And I remember talking to Rasco and he's like, ah, oh, just run like 60 to 70, like the week you're in Florida. I'm like, okay, yeah, I can do that. This won't be bad. And then like the first day we go to practice and it's like me, you and Moses, and we must have spent like four hours doing stuff. Right. And it was <laughs> <laughs> like, it was the, it was the longest I've been at like the track doing stuff ever in my life. And I remember getting back to the hotel and it was like one o'clock by the time we got back and, and got some food. And I remember just crashing and being like, yeah, screw this. Like, I'm not doing a double. Like, that is all I'm doing. Like, I am done and dead. Yes. <laughs> and you go to your training log, you're like, I only got seven miles from that. You know? exactly. like, that, that is so not fair. <laughs> you know? Exactly. The log, there was no satisfaction from writing the log. It was just like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so dead and tired. And we did so much stuff, but like no Would one would ever understand it. And then like other stuff for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what I imagine the log looks like. <laughs> so I, I, I guess that gets to me to the, my question is, like, let's start with this. Let's, because I don't think everyone has an appreciation for this. Let's, let's unpack some of that stuff. Like, all the extra things besides just the, the crazy workouts that everyone knows you did. Like, let's start with unpacking some of that. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. Uh, it, there was a lot of things that we did. And when we did it right, it was very, very helpful. And, uh, for me, that was, uh, and, you know, uh, I've, you know, moved on from competitive running. And when I look back, that was really what made me, uh, really the, a good runner. <laughs> it, made, made, it made me, it made me good. And, or it took me to the next level, really. I mean, there's obviously natural talent, but 
I, you, I fooled you, everybody to think that I was this fast runner, but <laughs> I had to really work hard to get fast because naturally I was slow. I remember getting beat by my brothers. Like, and, you know, we do like 50 meter dashes. I'd be like, oh, man, I can run a mile kind of fast, but I get toasted in the short stuff. Hmm. And so I had to work a lot on the other things that to make me to make my pure pure speed better let's just go through that list what were the list of other things you know one one thing before interjecting it's funny you mentioned that because i remember the first time we did accs together which is like you know 40 50 meters acceleration and it was me you and moses joseph and i was like all right mo's gonna blow my doors off alan's gonna blow my doors off like i'm kind of fast but not really and i remember doing the acc i'm like oh i'm kind of close to alan like what is this? Like, he can <laughs> run 143. Somebody to run with now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was like, I remember that moment distinctly because that was like a light bulb moment where I'm like, oh, like this guy's, yeah, he's fast. But he got there because like he extended this like to the max that he can do. And he had to work his ass off to do it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. very good insight. What are the list of those that other stuff, the non-running stuff? Just list it out. Don't need a yeah. Yeah, I mean, we. I, the, I guess the best thing to do would just to be going through like a day like that. Like, what did that day look like? Yeah. Like in Florida, what do we do? You know, we show up to the track, and later in my later down the road, you know, when I push some of that stuff aside, you just here's a workout. You just start doing your warm up. But I didn't do that. I would do a, sh- a short, we called it the pre-warm-up, which was like a joke. <laughs> you know, you, This is the warm-up before the warm-up? Yeah, it's the okay. warm-up before the warm-up. You, you right. say, oh, we're going to do the pre-warm-up and sort of roll your eyes. Um, and then you'd co- we'd come back and we'd do a static stretch um, and then it's a dynamic stretch and then, uh, and then we'd go for our warm-up. The longer, you know, 15 to 20 minute, you know, two to three mile jog. Mm-hmm. How long? Okay, so how long did the pre warm up plus both stretching uh, methods take? Was that ten minutes, half hour? Probably, probably twenty minutes. On twenty minutes, I, it, on a, on a on a race day, I like to add a, a buffer of ten minutes because I like to kind of rest a little bit before. Okay. So we start. We started. I, I would start my warm up ninety minutes before the event started. Okay. So that way, I would do that little warm up. Took fifteen twenty minutes. You kind of rest a little. And then I'd go for that longer warm up. But on a regular workout day, when we know you got a ton of stuff to do, you just you just roll into it. <laughs> okay, and then you go for the warm up job. And you go for the warm up job. How long is that? Fifteen, usually fifteen twenty minutes. So two, you know, two to two to three three miles. I, I didn't do longer warm ups generally um, during that during that during that period. Uh, and then after that, then we do what what most even distance runners do. You know, a set of drills strides uh except the one thing i noticed is that we, we would do we do more strides I'd, we'd have those accs in there too so we would do four accs from a standing start and then we do four more strides after that that are sort of more roll into it sort of feeling it we put spikes you put spikes on if you're going right. to do spikes right. so we have those extra extra accs which were short and he'd always walk, I'd always walk back. So it was okay. sort of like a, a long, it took a while. It took what a, does the ACC stand for? Do you remember? Or, this, or what was it? Was it 40 meter sprints? Or? 40, 40 or 50. 40, okay. I'd usually go 40, 
one times 40, two times 50, one times 40. Okay. With uh, like full recovery walking back. It would be at, after 40 or 50, I would slow down slowly, which mm. would take me 40 or 50 meters. And right. then you'd walk back that hundred meters or so. Okay. How fast would be the fastest? You, would you get the full speed at like top end speed or 800 meter speed? I mean, it would just, it would be like, it would just be accelerating. Okay. How, how you just try to accelerate the whole time. You know, it, I, 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 I more thought of it as like starts. Mm. Like you see sprinters doing, mm-hmm. oh, let's do starts. It's kind of what it, I, I tried to have it do. And in, in, even on race days, I would sometimes give myself a little pause and kind of fire the gun in my head and then go mm. to kind of mimic that. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't always do go quite that all all out and visualizing during practice. Um, again, we were, you know, we were. Our, I, I knew we had a lot of stuff to do, so I just kind of, you know, practice being at a complete standstill and then going to to mimic that. Okay. So ACCs and strides get done. Then what's next? Then the workout starts. Then, okay. How long? So like sixty minutes before the workout actually begins, you start the pre warm up. Mm-hmm. At least sixty. At, at least, least sixty. At least. <laughs> 60 definitely 60 okay so to get to get the maserati engine purring you need to do 60 to 90 minutes of warming up maintenance work is that am i interpreting this right yeah okay yes but some of that is 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 recovery you know you're walking back so you're kind of you're kind of moseying around you know and uh yeah it made me feel sometimes distance runners kind of poke fun at sprinters being like what do you guys do all of the day you're like hey, right. how do, what, what are you doing that time? yeah it made me kind of feel like a sprinter that's what i was asking you know, if like, i saw it i'd be like oh they're doing a sprint practice kind of yeah it's like this you know and i see them, the sprinters they're out there but you're like hey, you guys are just sort of walking around most of the time okay what are you guys doing over there you know are you doing anything okay. but they are they really they really are and it's, right. it's, it's, it's hard stuff yes okay. it is so then you do the workout and now from a general philosophical standpoint for Rasco, for the recovery interval between reps, was he a walk jog type guy or coach? Was he a you know keep it short and sweet as much as you needed? Like what was the general philosophy between let's say just more standardized you know mile race pace to three k race pace range stuff? Like what would that look like generally? First thing is that he did it by time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not by distance. So we'd say you're going to run a quarter and get two or two thirty, or it'd be a very explicit about the time. It'd be a specific amount of time, okay. mm-hmm. uh, which I preferred because uh, it was more specific. Right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> two hundred jog. You can <laughs> nope. That. You yeah, want. you can milk that. <laughs> uh, yes, I have seen it. <laughs> yes. I mean, granted, you can milk the recovery too, but then you're not doing what you should be doing. If you said you're going to get two minutes rest and you give yourself two thirty, well, then you got two thirty rest and not two, and yeah. it changed the you dynamic know, of the session. Exactly. And when you write yeah. that in your training law, you know, if you write that on paper, you have to say that. You have to say, "Oh, I got two thirty before this one in two minutes," and then suddenly, suddenly, when you see your pace go down, everybody's going to look at that and be like, "Oh, well, he got thirty seconds extra rest." <laughs> Whereas like else, they write. A lap jog or a twin or jog, they, they think it's the same, but in reality, when you're there standing at the track, everybody knows you got 30 extra seconds of rest, which got which gave you the extra hot sauce oh. that you put on the last See, one. See, I love I, I love this like, nuance and I love the specificity of nuance because it, it matters. It really it totally matters. Does. You know, we, we're here, we're squabbling about half a minute, and you know, a nice little tangent interjection like 
at the end of you know your career when I was helping you get through the transition to triathlon, I remember very poignantly you and I arguing about at the track a 30-second rep. <laughs> I was like, Al, you just yeah, you the workout six times 200. It was the like – you know, after he got done with the fifth one, he's like, I shouldn't do it. I go, oh, it's 30 seconds. Just run the two. Like, it's not a big deal. And you, we just squabbled for like so <laughs> long. You know, I gave in, of course. But it was just like, I can't believe we just sit here and bickered about 30 seconds for like five minutes. <laughs> but it matters. I was milking the rest. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, you're, I just wanted that's more when rest. you're old and you're milking the rest. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. So you do the workout, get done with the workout, and then what? Okay, so you finish you finish the workout, the running workout, the running workout, okay. and well, and then and then just like most distance runners, you go for I'd cool down 15, 20 minutes depending on the time of year. Um, but uh, yeah, we didn't do a ton of long, really long cool downs. Hmm. Uh, occasionally at races, like if I if I went more than 20, 20 minutes, twenty five was would be like a long cool down. Like occasionally at races, we do like the 25, 30 minute cool down. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like really pushing it today. <laughs> um, whereas I saw some other uh, late experience, other programs that did that a lot. <laughs> right. And oh, we so, like sneaking extra miles or what have you. Yeah, sneaking extra miles. And whereas we would, we would cut it off there and, uh, you know, deep in season. Finish the that I'd finish that cool down, and then we would generally go straight into the weight room hmm. right right afterwards. Okay. At that point, there, there would be there would, there would be nutrition there because right. um, yeah, at that point you're probably like three hours deep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> three hours deep. And then you're going in the weight room after three hours. And then you're going in the weight room Got after it. that. And, and there's a reason for that too. Okay. Um, that that I found. Um, through ex- through experience, even though it was harder, and if there was for so- if there was some reason why we couldn't do that, like if you know weather sometimes made it, you know if it was a, we had to push it to the night or push it to a certain day, yeah. then that wait session might have to wait. But okay. I pref- I pref- I preferred and as long as things were going okay, you know, energy wise, if I was totally tanked for some reason. You know, we've, we made adjustments, but generally speaking, if we could, we'd like to go do that intense weight session that day. Huh. Awesome. Uh, because if I did it the next day, it like cost us another day. Right. Because yeah. then that day wasn't really a recovery day no. because I was going in there and smashing weights. So then like you come the next day, then you have to get, like I had to get up again. And yeah. so I'm like already up. Mm. So I wanted to kind of right. stay up yeah. so I wouldn't have to get up again uh, physically. And it was like a mental thing too. I'm like, I'm up. Let's, let's, yeah. let's get this done. You yeah. know? And then, and then if I, if, once I got through that, I had, I could recover and I used those next days to, to really recover from it. So I really loaded it. I was loading that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a heavy load. It was a highly polarized, like, High, high effort, right? Yes. And then you're yes. in the weight room, generally speaking, you know, how many exercises are you doing and what is the, generally speaking, the range of reps and sets of those exercises? Like, is it three sets of 
Eight? I mean, what does that look like uh, of how many exercises? I'll give you the, ma- I'll give you the max day. Okay. Uh, like on a big day, like, you know, training load, um, it, it would be, it would be, uh, we did f- five different lower body exercises and six upper body exercises. Okay. Well, I, I, actually, that's not true. I guess it was six. Yeah, six, six and six. Six and six. Uh, it didn't always, I, I had this machine that I bought at my house that was for your, your, uh, Tib. Yeah. Your tib. Mm-hmm. Which, not everybody had like sometimes you go to right yeah, yeah. Some gyms don't have that and so I okay. didn't always do that um, okay so 12 total exercises 12 total exercises and if I did it if I did it the way I wanted to and I had space to like get to the weights that I wanted to it would take me exactly it would take me an hour because yeah. I would do it each each um, at three sets of each mm-hmm. and each set would take two minutes okay and so how I'd many start I start each set at the two minutes. at the two minute mark. Okay. So if, if you dawdled and did and took too long, okay, you got less reps. How much here? What was the range of reps? It's another good question. That yeah. it varied during the during during the career. But when I was at my best, I would do a range of between six and fourteen. Okay, actually in reverse order. Generally, I would I would do, um, you know, one day would be fourteen, and then I'd go down to twelve, right. down to ten, then eight, okay. six. Okay, so okay, so you descend down, or descend down, descend down, yeah. and as you descend down, I would raise the weight. Oh, so okay. reps go yeah. down, weight go up. I understand, and but still keeping the trying to keep the integrity at doing budgeting two minutes for every set. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing fourteen, that doesn't change. Necessarily. It doesn't change. <laughs> That's <laughs> It's very hard, wow. and, and, it, and you, it, it would, you'd get a, like with the fourteen reps, you'd be only, you'd only really be getting. It would take a, about at least a minute, right? And then when the weight when the weight got when if if I was tired or the weight got hard, and you do a do a rep and you go, <laughs> <laughs> to kind of get yourself. Guess what? Guess guess what that means. <laughs> know what that means uh-huh. that means the next set is yeah. gonna be burning it's burning yeah so like you you, you got you got to be up and mentally ready for that yeah you know and uh, uh so it 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 was hard yeah. those four you that's awesome if i could get through the tw- 14 and the 12 yeah just <laughs> toughing it out <laughs> toughing it out oh. i i the rest was the the, the 10 and the 8 and the 6 got easier and then by, by the time I got to the six it was hard from a muscular standpoint but it was like a recovery a little mm, bit right. you could do the six reps and you could do them in 30 even if it took you 40 seconds you got a minute and 20 between each each, right. each right. set which is way more than 45 seconds I mean yeah. you're almost doubling the rest so what I love about this is like all training theory says this is completely asinine what yeah. you're doing, but I, I, but uh, but the the training reality you live it works. Yeah, and I think sometimes we forget right. Training theory is just that theory. It's yeah. an idea based on evidence from some type of standardized scientific research that is probably well intended and probably correct. But yet you have outliers, and let's make no mistake, you are an extreme outlier who can do everything and spit in the face of training theory. And the reality is it actually got you good. Now, some people might want to sit here and be like, well, you might've been a lot better in your career. Might've been blah, blah, blah. Had you, but Maybe. prefacing on the statement of you were all work and no talent. I'm inclined to disagree because that work was such a crucible that it was such a pressure cooker. It made this rock into diamond. And if you didn't have that, you probably wouldn't have been the, you know, the diamond you were. 
I mean, that's at least my interpretation. How would you would you agree? Disagree? I, I would probably agree with that because okay. I don't think as a coach I would tell athletes to do what I did. Oh no! <laughs> I mean, it did work. Yes. But I, I, it, it was a, it was a razor's edge. It was. And uh, ultimately, I, it was, it was hard. It was, I I couldn't maintain it. Yeah. I think if I went, I mean, you could, could have, would have, should have gone back. And we did change, change stuff. I, I wish I had kept it the way, you know, like I just described what I was doing at my best. And if I, if I'd kept that, even took took a little bit, right. did a little bit less, at least weight wise, uh, it would much 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 better off. Yeah, Steve, um, did you witness this stuff, or did did you do this, or try to hang with Alan? Like, oh, I, uh, wait, the weights were the like the least favorite part of my day. Because <laughs> I, I, we'd be like trashed, like I would be trashed from the workout, and then like we'd go in the weight room, and I'd just be like. Like, I was just full survivor mode at that point. Like, I was doing stuff, but I was just, like, it was trash. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. Like, from my talent and work ethic style, like, I could get all the way through the workout and be okay with what I did. But then I'd get in the weight room and it would just, like, I'd go through the exercises, but I'd just be dead, gone, like, zero. Your CNS is just shot. I just remember me and you and Moses and you try to do, 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 you were, you had just, you had never done cleans and me and Mo were like trying to show you cleans in some weight room somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. That we found you were struggling. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that summed up the weight room, man. It was a pure struggle. <laughs> but do you see like that was, it was really hard. Um, but see, he, he, here's, here's, here's what I observed from my own, self was that down the road after going through all the different different coaching situations and feeling what that what what those training situations did i realized that that was kind of for me yeah what replaced what a lot of athletes distance learners do at altitude Mm. i was a sea level athlete and when i went to altitude i never succeeded there i always came back it just i never got that boost right i just never got the boost that that most people come down i feel awesome then suddenly you see these guys like just popping these times and i would come back and i I, i'd be worse i'd be slower (laughs) and i I didn't i didn't get it i was like i I, I, i'd be all excited be like okay i'm tired but i can't wait until i come down from altitude and i'm gonna get that boost just like all the other guys did and i'd come down and i get to the race and i'd be like i'm i'm slower now than i was when i was You know, You're like, what? Like, I just, I just wasted a lot of people's time. What's going on? Whereas, whereas, whereas that, that situation that those, those weight sessions is like crazy as that was, yeah. is it once I took that off and I, and I took that load off mm-hmm. very similar, even timing wise mm-hmm. um, to altitude. If mm-hmm. I gave myself, like I would, I would get to the point and be like, okay, here I'm satisfied. I went to this cycle and I would take that away. And guess what you saw? You saw Drake 07. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. That's You saw U.S. Championships. You saw the American record. You saw the 800. Like, that's... Yeah. That was me resting. Yeah. Being like, oh, weights are cool, but I don't really want to be a weightlifter. I want to be a runner. <laughs> you know, that away. Right. And then suddenly, it was like, I was like, oh, my gosh. I can... I'm like... Remember how I said I wasn't fast? I was like, yeah. wait, 
oh, now I'm the fast guy. Like, well, I was like, wait, this is awesome, you know? Like, I, and that's and and you know, ultimately, I, I because of that, I was like, well, let's do more of that. Yeah. And of course, yeah. just like most runners, like if some is good, more is better. More but is better, yeah. well, let's talk about the other thing that you you know took off before 07. Like, okay, you talked about taking off the cycling and sequencing of the weightlifting sessions, but talk about the swimming that you did for about two, three years before that, the intensity of it, the frequency of it. Cause people, you say swimming and it's like, yeah, I'm kicking around in the, you know, the, um, the shallow end with my little floaties on. That wasn't what you were doing. No, no, no. <laughs> Describe detail what you were doing and how frequently you were doing in like Oh five and Oh six swimming wise before that, you know, um, remarkable year of 2007. I, I was swimming between three and five hours a week. Okay. And how many sessions is that? How many days typically? Th- th- I'd say three, three to five. Okay. Three to five between three and five. So um, you're in the pool three to five times a week for about an hour. Yeah, I, maybe not five. Okay. Three or four. Okay. I, I apologize. Not not five. Eh. Um, three three to four, but they would be hour hour and a half sessions. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when I was in, at least during, I would say, I think 05 was the, the time when I would actually go and swim with um, uh, the master's group okay. that uh, was coached by, um, you know, a, a well-respected. So there, so every time coach. you're in the pool with the master's group, are they doing like legit workouts every time? Like guys were going to do legit, because I know swimmers are you know, at least from my experience, renowned for doing legit workouts constantly because they don't have any impact forces. So they're, you know, the only thing that needs to recover really is essentially the aerobic system and a little neuromuscular component, but there's no soft tissue, right? So they've been known, at least from my understanding, to just crank. Is that the case with you? That that was the case. Yeah. <laughs> it was hard. It was hard. And it was a little too much. At, right. at, even though there is, I mean, I went through triathlon training too, and, yeah. and there's there are limits to what you can can do even aerobically and these are all like 5 a.m sessions or how early were you getting up we i I think they started at 6 30 6 30 it was a relatively reasonable hour okay it was was an insanity Um, (laughs) uh, some people get up a little earlier i think i think there was the start time was like 6 30 okay so they're all in the morning before you ran correct yeah so you'd swim and do a legit swim workout yeah and then go run later I'd run later. I, 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 I would have to recover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not Superman. Got it. Yeah. When I was doing triathlon, I did not get to recover. I remember I that. literally yes. got out and then would go start doing yeah, something. Yeah, or you'd yeah, do a swim workout and then, all right, let's go hit the track and do a track workout. I was like, oh, geez. Oh, that was – I, I, I don't even – I'm still recovering from that. I'm still recovering too. I was just yes. like, oh, what am I watching? Yeah. And, and, and that's ultimately part of what – the talent quote unquote is of being a triathlete is being able to handle that. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, when you, when you watch what Gwen Jorgensen can do, you know, like I, I know at least some of the things that the training she has been able to do. And that's the part that I stand back in awe of is like, how do you get through it all and get better? Right. Um, how do you get a response? Yeah. How do you get a response? <laughs> so, um, okay. So anyway, you're in the pool, in the pool, it's, it, it's intervals too. It's not, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's hard. You know, we would, it would be the equivalent of, I mean, aerobically, if you're just going based on your heart rate, it would be like doing, you know, any intense track workout you can think of. You know, it would be like, so like doing eight by K at like three K pace or whatever. Or like, yeah, the intervals might not be quite that long. Long okay. always. It's usually sort of more short stuff. It would be okay. like doing 
10 by 400 and then then 8 by 800 and then then 10 times 200 and in swing world you know. <laughs> in swing world it's all based off time right kind of like with you and rasco you're gonna yeah. do like this length mm-hmm. but then a minute rest right mm-hmm. so that i think that's why it clicked with you and rasco because you came from that swimming background as a youngster and that's how workouts were structured and so like who needs 400 jog i know how to rest for two minutes in the pool that has a, a really easy familiarity and fluidity, right? It does. Yeah. It does. It was it's more more specific, and 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 our and circle back to the question of, of you know what we did, we did during the recovery. It was this recovery itself was specific, but it, it we didn't get too hung up on you know what you were doing during that time. You just weren't running fast for two minutes. Yeah. Okay. We, yeah. I mean, if it was. Generally speaking, you know, if, if it was if it was over two minutes rest, you had to juggle out. <laughs> you had to shuffle around. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't just yeah. stand there and just, you know, be eating Doritos during, yeah. during the rest. You had to move a little bit, uh, you know. But that that part of it wasn't the purpose of it was to recover so you could get going for the next rep. Mm-hmm. And you know, if there was you need to flush your legs some, you know, that that. You, you did that, but uh, the specific part of it was how how long you were getting to rest. Right. Okay. Um, you know, and, and, I, and I I always felt that when when we specified the how much running you had to do, that changed the purpose of the workout. Right. In my mind. Right. Like Just okay, emphasis. if we want to do a fart lick. We'll go and do a fart lick. Right. right. The work's more than that, designed to get the miles in versus get the stimulus in. Correct. Got it. Correct. Mm, so if I'm, if I'm trying to run 400s quickly and we get a minute rest, my goal isn't to, to, to try to run uh, – uh, if you do eight 400s, my goal isn't to, tr- to try to run um, two miles straight. My goal is to try to run these intervals at, at this time. Right. And yeah. so if I, if I was jogging, walking a little bit during the rest – Right. So like you wouldn't care if you're doing eight times a quarter with a hundred and like you get a minute's rest, which could be a hundred jog quote unquote, quote unquote, you, yeah. you, you were like, I don't care about the extra half mile of mileage I get in. If I chose to jog a hundred meters, I'd rather just stand here or like loosely jog around the start finish, collect myself and just get the mark or hit the time mm-hmm. and get the stimulus mm-hmm. rather than try to double dip mm-hmm. and attempt to mm-hmm. also get this little extra half mile <laughs> mm-hmm. of yeah. easy jump mm-hmm. mile of jogging that doesn't count exactly that's, it doesn't I, count that's really important for people to it hear. doesn't i want to make sure the people are getting what they want and you need to hear it from the american record holder himself <laughs> i have to remind people all the time this person sitting next to me today is the fastest human being for a mile <laughs> this millennium thus far <laughs> that's right yeah you, you know it, it it's funny like thinking back like the emphasis was definitely on the speed of the rep, right? Yeah. It, it it was like, it, you know, when I was there, Rasco would tell you like, "Hey, run this, hit this," and you'd just be like, "All right, I'm gonna hit this, or I'm gonna progress this down," right? Where it's like you're you know that it's coming the last couple reps where you're gonna have to crank, crank, crank. Yeah. So the emphasis was completely on <laughs> on hitting the time, right? Yep. Yeah. And the qual- yeah. quality of the session versus, as you guys were talking, like, oh, let's try and get something in here, right? I, I mean, especially during the short stuff, like the 400s and stuff, 
Like, I remember, like, I mean, you could stand, you could jog around, like, you shake your legs out, but it was like, come a minute, you're back on the line, and you're back expected to run 59 seconds, or whatever it was. Exactly. And that part was, was you were held to it, you know, yeah. and it was pretty specific, to a fault, I think, a little, speci- yeah. very, very specific, you know, and I, and I was, I was, you know, 59.8 was different than 59.2. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Really? Yeah. Very much so. Huh. I did not write 59s. No, I wrote 59.8. Yeah. 59.2. Yeah. No, because because think about it. Think, 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 and I, for everybody listening, it, it matters. Run a mile. If you run 59.2s and the other guy's running 59.8s, you're going to win by <laughs> yeah. three, what's that, 0.6 of two and a half seconds. 2.4 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's, you you tell me. Would you rather? <laughs> I wouldn't be the American record holder if I ran two point four seconds slower than three three forty. You know, it, yeah. that, and that's how I saw it. You know, I'm like that matters greatly to me. And that's the thing that like gives me. I've been looking over Alan's training logs here. You know, over his career recently, and I've also been juxtaposing with Andrew Readings. They've been kind enough to let me peruse both. You guys came out from much different sides of spectrum. You were meticulous. <laughs> was unmatched. Like just. You could tell everything was meticulous in the reps and the, and the sets, and it was all timed very well. Big Ant on the other side would write that, 29, 27. You would just ballpark it. It really wasn't as detailed and specific because your guys' personality traits were different. And, but yet the fact is you both ran 330 for 1,500. True. Albeit that's just one mark, one thing, and you can look to that. But there's I like to just you know want to put a pin in it because – you can go about this recipe of success on multiple ways from the, you know, some might say anal retentive <laughs> side of the spectrum. Some say the, the laissez-faire happy <laughs> spectrum that was Andy. But as long as the competitiveness is equal, because knowing you both, I know you guys are mega competitive guys. I still remember, fun little story here, my wife and his wife and I, we were having a double day at their house playing anagrams. And his wife is so good at anagrams. She just crushes <laughs> anything. Anything with words. And she's like on the phone texting, you know, I, this, I think this was before your child, you know, Joni, your first child, like eating a taco and like combing your hair, multitasking in like one hand, kicking all our asses at the <laughs> Bad. And we finally got to the point where Alan just like threw the bananagrams out the table, just so pissed off. He's like, if I'm trying my hardest and you're not even taking like, it. And Julia's just like, and she just looks down and goes, you're JV. Just <laughs> <laughs> out and got so mad. My wife and I are in there cracking up. <laughs> but Andy shares that competitiveness new about everything. So that that's a really interesting point that I hadn't thought of really about like our running logs. Is they almost show like what we value and what's important, right? Like Alan's, you look through it and it's very meticulous on the times of everything, right? And the rests of everything, like the workouts are very specific. You look through other ones. And what's highlighted is, you know, maybe the miles per week is like the thing, right? right. And it's, it's, uh, that's a really intriguing insight. And I, I wonder how much that, you know, obviously plays a role with our personality, but it also shows that like what we track and record is what we, what we value. Yeah. Well, it's without doubt because when you look through his logs, the time on the workout, the reps of the workout was meticulously recorded. Mm-hmm. How many miles he ran, it was 10, no point. 
it was like, I mean, every now and again, but it wasn't quite that anal retentive if you just went for a run. Yeah. Right? I rounded those. Yeah, you rounded, rounded them hard. Like, I was just like, how many miles a week he averaged? It was totally always a whole number. But it was always to the 10th and sometimes the 100th on reps of, you know, uh, quality. I... I I loosened up and, and, and just went with tenths. <laughs> <laughs> Early on, though, they were like super anal. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I knew the accuracy of your stopwatch, and so there was a limit to it. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's, that's a great point, and I think that's probably one of the reasons why Andy was better than me at championship races, because I focused so much on time, and so therefore my success was in the time-focused races. Yeah. You know, and so... And it's funny because when Andy, talking to Andy, when he at the end of his career started focusing on times, it just took him out of the context of being present to the race and being effective. He felt like he'd go to track races and they'd be a workout at a race because he's sitting there looking at the clock every lap instead of hunting and focusing on the competition. So again, just you two, you know, are amazing human beings and amazing athletes, both Olympians, both achieved a lot. And it's like, but much different, you know, roads to Rome. Yeah, yeah. And you wouldn't, I, I wouldn't make Andy do some of the weights, though. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I would like, I like, he would never be no. my friend no. ever again. <laughs> no. Some of it is just like, that's just cruel. <laughs> yeah. Like, I look at yeah. Rasko and go, man, how is Rasko maybe not locked up? <laughs> no. uh, which, all the respect for Rasko, by the way, he's probably one of the most brilliant middle distance minds that, you know, America's ever saw. Because, I always remind people what you were doing and Steve and Mo and all you guys, there was no map. The science wasn't as, you know, cutting edge. It wasn't shared as widely. It wasn't applied to distance or middle distance training theory at all. So it's kind of like Rasco, John Cook, that whole like generation of people were kind of guess and go. And you guys were the guinea pigs. Yeah. we made mistakes, but yeah, other people are going to, yeah. <laughs> that's okay. That's, that's all right. You know, uh, oh. but so yeah, but talk more about, let's get back on track with the swimming and then when you took the swimming off in how that shaped 2007. Well, it, 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 it did two things. Um, it, I did get a boost from that similar to what I described with, with the weights. You know, I did when I, when I would get a, a similar, you know, altitude esque yeah. uh, boost when I took that away in a, in, in a, in a different way, I, not, not from a speed standpoint, more mm-hmm. from a, more probably more similar to an altitude feel i would uh, where you like a global aerobic or aerobic recovery mm-hmm. i yes okay. just just a, just a general recovery mm-hmm. um uh, I mean, there was probably some speed part of it too but more aerobically mm-hmm. i would feel that boost and be like oh, i can open up right. more and I, I i think that was part of well, I mean, it was more it was more global yeah, globally yeah, that yeah. led to 2007. I think that yeah. I took that away, and then when I had I had a lower training volume from an aerobic standpoint, that probably allowed me to be able to absorb some of those weight sessions better, and allowed me to get through more just getting through those sessions, which then let me get. It's like one thing leads to another. Like the long run helps you get through the tempo stuff and the tempo stuff helps you get through the right. yeah, intervals yeah, yeah. and then the intervals ultimately lead to the race. And mm-hmm. that was kind of the progression there, but from a, you know, a, 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 gosh, Steve, give me a, give me a science word. Macro cycle, maybe. Is that the yeah. word? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> give me a science. That's what I'm here for. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did pick up your book the other day. Uh, oh, uh, man. Uh-oh. And I got into the uh, – yeah, just from, a you know, like how much training you're doing yeah. in a year. Right. Yeah, 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 macro cycle. And that, yeah. that, that helped cycle. me get through those speed, you know, faster anaerobic sessions during 2007. Yeah. And then ultimately, I ran very well that 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 year, and so well, yeah, because um, those workouts were insane. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. and, and speaking of which, we still haven't finished that day yet. That day is oh, not yeah. over. Oh, yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, wait. Oh. That day is not over. Well, we're Let's go. Oh, yeah. You're right. Oh yeah. yes. Finish that day in Florida. We didn't we finish that day, which is which is an important point to uh, to get back to the weight stuff. Unless there was some issue after the weight session. I did strides. Yep. Oh, what? Strides. So you you be in the weight room and then you get back outside. I go back outside. Or any and warm up strides. or just just get out of the weight room and just boogie. Warm up? I no, no, I know. Well, I just did this pre warm up thing that <laughs> yeah, took yeah, like yeah. thirty minutes. I don't yeah. Like at the at the end, those those strides and, and those those that's a loose term. Sometimes you get out there and your legs are just jello. Right. Yeah. Um, How long? Uh, hundreds. Okay. Uh. That were that was loose because you know you never know where you, you never know where you're gonna be. Yeah. A lot of strides in parking lots. Oh really? Because well, I, you're you're at like a gym and yeah. you're like, where am I okay. gonna do this? I, I I remember the first time in Florida going out in the parking lot afterwards and doing strides and being like, this is crazy. I just did a weight workout and now I'm in this parking lot. And this time it was at night because we had to uh, <coughs> split things up to find a gym. And we're doing strides at like, you know, six o'clock, seven o'clock at night in the dark in some strand, strange random parking lot. Like how many strides? How long is the recovery between strides? Four, four to six, mm-hmm. four to six, <coughs> four. Actually, Steve, we do four. Yeah. It's usually like an easy day. Okay. Um, and, you know, the first couple of your, your I, I remember eventually timing them being like how slow am i doing these strides you know? oh, yeah <laughs> and i'd be like wow that first one was just a smidge under six minute mile pace <laughs> you know? so you asked me if i warmed up the first couple were the warm-up yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and then by the end you you know it, it, the purpose of it wasn't to get speed the yeah, purpose of no. it was and this was an important mental exercise for myself was that ultimately my goal was to run fast. Right. And so all that weight stuff, I would be in there and I'd be like, this is ultimately supposed to make me a better runner. Mm-hmm. And so at, after all you, after I do all that stuff and you, you know, again, Steve, you muscle recruitment, we're doing all these yeah. things in there. It's like, get stronger. But then I wanted to right there before the last thing I did was to tie it all together. Yeah. Be like, Hey, this is for running. It's almost like yeah. it's almost like you were reminding your body. You were like tra- completing the transfer, right? You were recruiting all this muscle while doing the workout, and then saying like, "All right, we just activated all this stuff. Like, why is it being activated? Bam! Right outside into running into a specific thing. Wow, exactly. exactly. I mean, again, you can you, you can probably squabble over the science theory all day. But I, I like the consolidation impact. And the, the more important thing is the psychological impact that four little strides helped you from maybe even a placebo, you know, orientation, believe it was all coming together. Mm-hmm. Right. And if it, that's what it takes is 400 meters, four little strides, six minute pace, 
finishing at whatever. But five, it, minutes, five minute pace. Five minute pace. Yeah, I mean whatever. But it, it's like consolidating it and you know making it so it all ties in. I think that's a value. Yeah, I I, I thought it was really important. Yeah. I, 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 and I I even did that on easy days too when we would do. Um, we could go through an easy day too, but a lot, a lot of times we would do general strength after our runs. And then again, I, I would wait to do the strides purposefully wait to do them after the general strength session so that I would get that same, that, that same effect because yeah. that I didn't want, you know, you go and you're like, Oh yeah, I did a bunch of push ups and sit ups and all these crazy things. And like, congratulations, we're not here to do a push up <laughs> contest <laughs> or a sit up contest or a plank contest. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, why are you doing this stuff? Right. There should be a purpose for everything that you're doing. You shouldn't, you shouldn't just be out there just to get ripped abs, right. you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I, I wanted to also like finishing the day, like ending on a chipper note. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about it. I, yeah. it was, and how maybe it was a placebo. Maybe it was in my, well, yeah, whatever. I mean, that has value. Like and then before Steve, let me interject. Yeah. We finish, how long was the recovery between the strides? Was it walk back? Were you jogging? What was, uh, so you do a hundred and then you would, you know, slow down slowly 30, yeah. 40 meters and then slowly walk back to, the finish line of the previous one. Okay, so got you got it. about probably thirty seconds. I always thought it was it was it was five minutes to do four strides. Yeah. Took about five extra minutes okay. of my time to walk out there, four strides okay. with a little mini walk between, and then yeah. walk back. It was such a small thing that you did. So it was basically if you're on track, it'd just be down and backs, but without you just you you finish decelerate out, turn around, walk back, start going the opposite direction, decelerate yeah. out. Turn around, down, back like that. Correct. Got Correct. It. Okay. Correct. Yeah. I just, I just want to be clear. And that was the end of the workout. And that, and that, <laughs> that is the end of the workout there. So, <laughs> wow. What time is it? <laughs> I think we've taken about an hour to relive yeah. a five, six hour day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it would be, so you didn't do that much mileage, but dude, you Ew. are tanked, man. Toast. You know, you are tanked. Yeah. You're tanked. And you need a couple days. I would need a couple days to recover from that so, so uh, let's you mentioned this briefly but let's walk through a easy day because i think that's important too um, Wait, do you want to do the easy day or like the monday before the track workout? Let, let's do the monday day. before the track workout okay yeah, so yeah. the day before <laughs> we go through our five six hour day the day before that would yeah. be during most of the time it'd be like an eight mile run Generally, we we do that pre warm up, go for the eight mile run, and then just from a logistics standpoint, a lot of times we would uh, we'd be at we'd be at Burke Lake because there was a better trail there. This is not ideal. Ideally, we'd have the track there, but the trail was better, and so we always did that. And so there's this little like 20, 15, 20 minute gap yeah. from end of that run while we all jumped in our cars and drove straight to the track <laughs> and. You know what? This syncs up because Alan's a big trail snob. I remember running on a half mile strip by a uh, Max light rail ride oh, here gosh, yeah. Half mile strip because the gravel was crushed enough and smooth and it was flat. Half mile back and forth, we do 10, 12 mile runs on that. Yeah. Half mile, turn around. Half mile, turn around. Ha- 10 to 12 miles of that because the, the it was not too hard, not too rocky. It was just right. My nickname for Alan a lot of times is Goldilocks. Oh yeah, because he needed it just right. 
whether it was the apple, whether it was the trail, <laughs> uh, <laughs> whether it had to be gala, couldn't yeah. be, couldn't be like, you know, red delicious, <laughs> yeah. but that's the pickiness I think is important. And we talked about it. So, um, because you have to be very precise and specific if you're going to achieve, you know, remarkable things. And I think people forget about it, but you have to choose the specificity of what you center on. And I know you struggle with figuring that out. And there was points in your career where you, you know, focused on the right things. But, um, so get, so coming back from the tangent, getting back on track, <laughs> car, up in the car, drive immediately to the track, immediately to the track. Okay. And then at that point we would do hurdles yep. first. And because, because that this day is a pretty long, I'd have like, I'd have a snack after that. And I'd have nutrition, make sure I had nutrition. Cause I knew that you couldn't go that far without yeah. something, but that would be, a, it'd be really light because I knew that we, we have to be still be running fast soon. I wouldn't do, but before the weight session, I might have like a serious, like a yeah. real whole power bar mm. or something with substance to it. Whereas driving back from, from that, it might just be like a piece of fruit or usually this piece of fruit, okay. something really light that I could digest cause I knew I had to keep running. Yeah. Um, but I also knew I had a, a bunch of stuff to do before I got to the running stuff. Okay. So hurdles were, were the start. You know, a whole session of hurdles. Just like hurdle walkovers, mobility. Hurdle walkovers, mobility. Yeah, okay. um, everybody kind of has their own version of that. Ours was pretty standard. I've seen other people's uh, hurdle sessions. They're pretty similar to what, what we did. We didn't do anything crazy yeah. special with that. Okay. Um, and then we would do plyos next. Yeah. session which which wasn't long it was we, we would do two usually two two to three sets of it it wasn't you know maybe i don't know steve maybe it took 10 minutes yeah probably about crazy long. yeah and but by the end of that we would do it'd be a, a, a the last set of those would would be an intense part where we would mm-hmm. do big jumps over big uh, over relatively high you know the 27 20 uh, 27 30 inches high oh, wow. jump overs uh, but just just a couple just a few but that was that was very very small amount were they one at a time or were they in sequence was it like just pure explosion or was it for a reactive it, explosion or how it was like, react it was both it was, so we, okay. we'd probably do the, the big jumps we maybe have like four or five yeah. okay hmm. but but not much and just just a couple sets of that and i think that one of the things that we did poorly later was that we, we only did that once a week in 07 and then we we thought it was so it was so good we tried to do it twice a week and i think that was one of the things that was the too much part of it and so, so all right so doing it twice a week the day before a workout you couldn't do that okay uh-uh, uh-uh. We le- i learned that lesson you could wow. like that that and stevie i remember you mentioning me like wow that was a really intense before workout day and you can do that and it's good I, I, I like that packaging of like the, the the day before and the workout. Right. But then you got to recover from right. it. And I don't. I think I I didn't respect that enough. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. Maybe I knew that it might be not be a good idea, but I right. did it anyway. <laughs> well, because you can argue too. It's not just like you know a tissue or like um, you know generic anaerobic aerobic metabolism recovery. It's also central nervous system and neuromuscular recovery. Right. Exactly. And like you're frying that like. You know, as you're saying this, what I think is, you know, the RASP was intent. I don't want to speak for them, but potentiation of the central nervous system with these plyos and then I think strides or sprints, right? Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. And then the next day you come and just do this mega heavy workout where it's just load, 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 load. And you completely shoot the CNS. Like the fact that your legs are jello and you're doing these strides after this intense workout, like you're cooked. <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> there is not a whole lot of quality to be had. And then you got to recover big. You got to And I think, big, yeah. you know, even though maybe physically, like your soft tissues might have like spring back but quickly, that, yeah. but your brain, that neuromuscular component was still was, shot. Yeah. So then by having another pre workout plyo session yeah. integrated into a day, it was just. The little straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It 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 was a very fine balance, right? Because I remember, like that those Monday sessions. Once you're adapted to it, because you'd be coming off like a weekend long run, right? And if you did it right, those Monday sessions kind of brought that tension back up, right? Mm-hmm. And your mm-hmm. legs started to come around, and feel like oh, I got some pop and I got some bounce, and then you're ready, primed to go Tuesday, and then like Wednesday, you're just dead. Right. Um, <laughs> Wednesday and Thursday, you're dead. Right. Oh, before asking drugs here, folks. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're, 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 you're really trash <laughs> even up until the weekend. You, yeah. Like you really aren't really recovered. Yeah. Yeah. Even Friday, Saturday, you're you're, you're recovered of some where you can do something, but you're re- like ultimately what I learned from my own finding out is that like you you say you're recovered, but you're not. Because you yeah. feel aerobically recovered, but yeah. like you said, your neuromuscular system, and that's that, that's the respect of the speed part that you can learn a lot from right. going to watch watch Usain Bolt workout. Yeah, watch what those guys do to recover, and know that you're trying to get the same result from your own pop right. that those guys do. But look how much recovery those guys right. take. How do you get that back? You know, right. you you can't fight gravity, right. and it it just takes a certain amount of time to, to recover from that. And if you respect that. You can play that game. Right. But if you don't, you will fall into a deep, dark hole. <laughs> Just a random question. How much sleep were you getting those nights between those sessions? Like, you know, nine. Nine. So just to give Peak Performance, Steve Magus's latest book, a plug here. Probably <laughs> the formula that you guys uh, you guys have as the crux of the matter in the book. Uh, stress plus rest equals growth. growth there you equation. go. Yeah. So it's intense stress. But then it's nine hours at least, plus yeah. probably nap, right? Did, did you nap at all or no? I, I did. I, I napped. Okay. If so, not nap, I was chilling. Very sedentary. Yeah. Well, but that's <laughs> what I'm saying. We know in sleep, that's when the CNS actually regenerates the most. And so if you're getting, I mean, and like Alan just said, nine, like, boom, he mm-hmm. knew, right? It's on, like, that. it's so important that people understand, like, you can do this work if you take care of what you did for a long time, business afterwards. Yeah. And create a hyper, you know, conducive recovery environment, regeneration environment that is all these good things we and I geek out about. Yeah. Sleep, nutrition, sanitary lifestyle. The only reason he's sanitary is because the dude blasted himself for six hours. <laughs> I'd probably be out for a week. <laughs> that, that, that's the funny thing is like it forced you to live that life, right? Like – yeah. You, you had to make the decision early on, like, to live that life or else you were going to be blasted, toasted, and, like, just done, right? And it, it, I think that was a, a really, again, eye-opening moment for me is, like, okay, like, I'm not going to be able to do anything, right? And, like, after these six-hour practices, like, it would be, like, sit down, turn on the TV, like, be on the couch for a while, <laughs> And like that's what it took, right? Um, so it's 
like the NCAA time in like three days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're an athlete, it's like, oh, hey, that's 20 hours, guys. You guys are done. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I don't think I let you finish, but so you did the plyos on the oh, Monday, yeah. and then what did after what, plyos? After plyos. After plyos, we did yeah. drills. We, we would do a set of drills afterwards. Roscoe liked to have the drills after plyos. Okay, plyos um, then drills. For, Got it. He, there was a per, there was a reason why he liked it afterwards. I I always kind of moaned and complained that I wanted to do it before because I wanted to have a little more warm up before <laughs> those really intense ones. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have a little more poppy stuff so that by the time I got to the to the big plyos, I was very up. But he liked having it the opposite, where you're like kind of loading and then having a little less intense to kind of give your body a practice right. of going through the less intense drills after the more intense drills. I think that's what he liked about it. Just a little breathing room. Yeah. Um, and it, so we do that another set of drills and then an ACCs mm-hmm. in trainers. Okay. And then we put spikes on and do, this was a standard set. We would do two times 200 at kind of whatever you, you know, fast. These were fast. These were pre- pretty quick, yeah. but not insane. Not not crazy insane. Um, you know, mm, close to mile pace. Okay. You know, thirty-ish. If you're hurting or early in the season, sometimes they're a little slower. But <laughs> di- didn't 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 really harp on. So this was this. a little bit more fluid. It was kind of just like a la carte how you felt. Yeah. yeah. Let's just okay. see. Let's just see what today is going to be. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I mean. This is the day before a workout, right. so we're, we're, you're not stressing about super stressing about pace. Okay. Uh, but you always like to see it sometimes. <laughs> but, uh, but it was it was sort of like an indication of how you felt. Right? Yeah. All right, I'm gonna go at this sort of get into it type of pace. I wonder what today is gonna open up for me. And so sometimes it would be oh 28. All right, I'm already feeling pretty good. It can only go up from here. <laughs> So two two by two hundred, two by one fifty, two by one twenty, and they were all all on the fly. And you got about I would I would always stride out about thirty or forty meters after the finish line, and then walk back those thirty or forty, and then I give myself an extra maybe twenty meters of walking, and then you'd walk ten meters up, reset your watch, and then you roll 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 into it. I had this all. All dialed yeah, in, and then, yeah. and then the next rep, going into the 150s, you I would only walk back to the the first exchange zone, so I'd only walk 10 meters past the starting line. But guess what? I got I got to jog an extra 50 meters. So oh. I got, even though I I walked back going to the first exchange zone, uh-huh. I would I would get, you know you got to jog another. So you yeah. got a little little more rest, and then you take 10 meters off each time. But every other rep, you you know then 120s, you'd get another 30 seconds. Okay. Another another thirty meters yeah. jogging, okay. and you just roll roll right into it, and so. And where are you getting progressively faster? Progressively faster, okay. progressively faster. And so, so you're finishing the one twenties ballpark, the like kind of race pace effort. That would be, but the, those one twenties, you would you'd want it to be around your your eight hundred meter race pace or okay. faster or fast, so even like, even at times four hundred meter race pace. Wow. So, depending on the time of year, by the end of the by the end of the summer, when you're in, that would be like a four hundred race pace. Yeah. Wow. I mean, there's, yeah, you, you, you'd split the, by then you'd split the hundreds like sub, sub 12, like usually. So 
Yeah. Not a mech time, <laughs> but I'd like to see him under 13. Yeah. If, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see it in the in the 12s. Right. So you're talking as you're about, rolling through. Yeah, yeah as you're rolling as oh. you're rolling through, and so and 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 and, and we'd always focus a, a lot of times, especially early on. We would we would focus by the time you got to those last two reps, those 120s. Yeah. And there's only only 240 meters of running, but that was when even on days when you're kind of hurting or you're not maybe not feeling super great, I was still the effort would be there. Right. And you'd, you'd roll into, you'd sort of have, you'd, you'd be jogging and you'd, you'd hit the, you hit the, the fly zone and you'd go and then I'd split and watch it a hundred and go again. And then I'd split <laughs> my, and then I would, and then I would, I would, uh, either Roscoe would be out there cueing me with 40 or 50 meters to go mm-hmm. and you, you, you put another effort in. So yeah, let's uh, quick tangent. What's that cue? Roscoe's out there. This is like, I mean, it sounds like it's a mini speed workout the yeah. day before a hefty workout, but Ross was out there cueing you. And what is he cueing you on? Is it mechanics? Is it mental? Is it a hodgepodge? It's just effort. You okay. know, yeah. just, 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 ter- I mean, just, just the, 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 the magnet of the finish line. Yeah. You know, just having that. Just Oh, I love that. The, the magnet line. of the finish line. Yeah. Steve, write that in the notes. That might be the title of this podcast, The Magnet of the Finish Line. Got it. You, you were, you were tr- just get to the finish line as yeah. quickly as possible. Right, yes. Just have that draw you draw you in. Um, and So you're trying to go in the forward direction, and so you're, you want your, str- your, your power to be going in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, pushing you. Yeah, yeah. just driving. 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 And, and, and some of the ACE, like you would – some of the mental cues would be like you do those ACCs, but then you wanted to have that ACC kind of within an interval too. Right. Right. So, so like, oh, go ahead, Steve. It, it, you know, from what I witnessed, it was almost like you'd, you'd have like, like during the 120, maybe with like 40, 50 meters to go, it was almost like flip the switch and it's like hit it. Right. And you'd see this like extra acceleration and change of gear all the way through to the finish line, right? Which is different than a lot of times when you say, oh, do some 120s, and it's just like, okay, 120, it's like, all right, I'm going to find my pace and, like, maintain it all the way or build all the way to the finish. Like, it was, like, a distinct, like, hit it to the finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we, we practiced that. But we, we did that a lo- We did that consistently. In con- We did that consistently, but we gave ourselves recovery, and... You know, like if, as long as we gave ourselves recovery, I felt like it was beneficial. Um, when you got that 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 sort of what you called razor's edge balance, right? When you got that right, it was really helpful in so many ways. Because then then some then sometimes we would take that and you know I would even we would even try to do it in an interval at the end of like a workout. You know, you yeah. finished eight by eight hundred. You know, yeah. you know, and you're like on the last one and you're 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 struggling to maintain pace during the whole 800 and then you're trying to do the same thing even though sometimes i'm not even sure if i got faster but i was trying to get faster <laughs> you know like the effort yeah was there maybe i just tried harder and just slowed down less is probably <laughs> what happened but you know you had that cue and so you know you get into a race and you have you, you have you have that that in there well, and it was very much like, you know, what I saw it is it was like almost like developing a habit and ingraining it, right? 
right? Yes. It, like you, you had this cue where it was like, all right, mentally, like at this point when I hear this or when I'm at this point, like I do this. And like, even if like I didn't have the full capacity to do that, right? I was still going to go through that mindset because it became like a habit of like, okay, I, I need to do this. And maybe it just keeps me from like dying a little bit more, but yeah. it was like in there, you know? <laughs> yeah. You practice that. Yeah. And, and uh, Ron, Ron would, Ron, Ron, Ron did, did stuff like this at Michigan. He would do, they would, we would do one fifties where we'd go 50, 50, 50. So there was I, I I saw that other places too, not just not just with Roscoe, uh, and 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 so, and then we would then then after that we would finish we would do a pet a set of pedestal strength and this was this was the one day that we I I didn't always do strides after any little strength stuff because that was it we left the, left the running as it is and so the the core strength was just sort of in with your stretching and I uh, would you know do a static stretch to kind of shut it down and then. Uh, if uh, I would we jog we jog like two laps on the infield barefoot and that was our that was the only barefoot training we ever did was just just a couple laps maybe once a week just huh. just just a teeny just a little just yeah. a little little taste little just a little taste yeah but we never focused on ton on barefoot running that was just one little piece yeah and then and then the workout was done. <laughs> Yeah. And then you have to come back the next day and do that. And, and do that. yeah, but you do all that stuff. And what I found was that I felt better yeah. the next day. It was it, sometimes people say, Oh, I, I did this race. And then I felt better the right. next day after the race. So we were trying what, 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 what the purpose is to mimic that or get the same benefit as you would, yeah. you know, people that would maybe race or do a workout right. and they kind of feel good and feel poppy the next yeah. day without, going to the well, right? Like we're, we're hitting that, hitting the systems that we want to feel good without yeah. digging deep into that, into that well. Yeah. It was, it's a potentiation impact, right? And that potentiation effect. And as we've talked about before on this podcast, you do, you take drug A to make drug B more potent. So drug A is the day before mini session. Drug B is the mega session that's going to, you know, either make you, which it did for many years, or break you, which it also did for many years. <laughs> so, so, so that 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 and that's the reason why like the pre meat day ended up being yeah. the same thing, except you just scale everything back. Hmm. So we just, you know, instead of an eight mile run, we did a two mile run. Right. And instead of three sets, we only did two sets. And so you, you take a, a three hour workout, and suddenly you make it. 70 minutes right well it's familiar there, yeah just yeah. snapping it up and then and then you feel yeah. really good yeah it, yeah it, it was a good way to just like like take what worked and just apply it right because you knew like from doing this for months and months that like a monday's like session was gonna prep you for a tuesday to feel good about it right and you knew it was gonna put your legs in the right place and then all you did on, you know, Friday before Saturday meet was like repeat that scaled down version. And you knew you're like, okay, well, I don't have to run eight miles. So like, I'm going to feel even better. And I'm going to have all this potentiation that's like putting my muscles in the place that you needed to. So I remember like it, from a racing standpoint, that was the probably most calm I ever was as an athlete in terms of like knowing how I was going to feel on race day generally. That's that's a big statement because there's so much curious anxiety and most people look back to 
the quality or, or numbers of workouts they did at a high quote unquote level. But you're saying, if let me, I understand you right, Steve, is because you potentiated this like mini potentiation assessment before all these workouts and you smashed the workouts, you're like, well, now I know I'm going to feel great on race day. So let's it, go. It was just like a, it was a habit. It was like yeah. a pattern, like your body fell into line. As long as like you were on the right side of the razor's edge, right? Um, yep, 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 yep. Like, and, and I and I and I and, and going through uh, <laughs> different training systems and and different goals, I'd adjust that um, because it's all it's also event specific. Right? Yeah, I would. I don't think I would do that amount if I was going to run ten k. Or marathon, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's a different, you know, because that's a kind of a lot, and you know, are you going to benefit from all that? But you know, it's 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 a, it's a, you're out there for a little while, right? And so, if you're running, you know, a 10k or a half marathon or something, you know, the benefit you might get from that, you might, yeah, you're going to feel really good for the first mile, <laughs> but you, you need to. Uh, you need to run a whole right. 10k, and yeah. so you got to factor in how much energy you're using versus how much you know the pot. Like, wh- right. where's the cost benefit yeah. ratio there? Well, I think uh, that reflection is important. We talked a little bit offline before the podcast started, and Alan um, kind of shared with me some wisdom that Gags gave him a long time ago, Coach Frank or Frank Gagnano of the New Jersey New York Track Club now. And you know, and we talked about the pecking order of all the work because we mm-hmm. went over all this impressive work you did. Yeah, but I think. Yeah, if you want to articulate what Gags told you and how that influences you now or did back then, reflecting on all the work you did, and then maybe create a, a list about order of importance of the type of training loads. Because obviously, you know, some people might hear this and be like, oh, I'm going to try to replicate all this craziness or bits and pieces. They might be able to integrate into whatever their preparation is and what are the, maybe the most valuable um, verticals for them to experiment with to see if it might have an impact or just, Hey, I was crazy. I was a freak. I did this. You should not do this. <laughs> Full disclaimer. Yeah, we are not yeah. doctors. We have no medical training. <laughs> yeah. We're not telling everybody to do all of this wild and crazy on web training. We're just sharing it, you know, as a way to show people what it kind of takes to be, you know, at the level that you ascended to. I mean, which is a very rarefied error, but go ahead. Share what Gags told you in that second order. So Gags said, the best thing you can do to become a better runner is to run. And so there is a pecking order. Yep. Running is the, is, is the, is, is number one. Mm-hmm. So just remember that when like, you know, you're <laughs> sifting through all this stuff. And then I, I would, I would, pro, I would put, I would put the drills, uh, you know, plyo drills and, or I'd say, Skipping drills, like I call it different people Dynamic, have different names, yeah, yeah. different names uh, for those types of drills. Skipping drills, uh, A skips, B skips. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of the ballistic reactive drills? Yes, because yeah. that, that, that would be the next closest thing to running. You know, right. running is a plan exercise. And so, you know, running, practicing running is the best thing. And then the next closest thing would be, you know, a similar mm-hmm. jumping motion mm-hmm. would be the next best thing. And then... I would probably put core strength, general, general strength next. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's stability, stability. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, and then I would, and then I would put the, the cross training. I, I, I probably lump cross training and weightlifting 
it's hard. It'd be really tough to rank those two. They'd just be like lateral, just kind of one A or like four A, four B type deal. Yeah, yeah, I think they're they're very similar. Yeah, because um, that's sort of the icing that you, if if you get to a certain point, you can add those things in an appropriate place and really um, mm-hmm. kind of quick chunk yourself forward, um, which is. Uh, what I what I saw, um, you can well you can kerchunk yourself forward, but you can also kerchunk yourself back. <laughs> I like this which, word kerchunk. This is great. Uh, which 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 everybody got to witness. <laughs> uh, and but yeah, and, and pursuit of and in the pursuit of excellence, you know, we're all, you we're, have to be a pioneer. You guys had yeah. no map, like to go yeah. to the space you went to be the only person, you know, to do run as fast as you've ever ran for the mile, like. You're going to take some risks and you're going to roll the dice and sometimes you get, you know, double seven and sometimes snake eyes. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, I, I totally, I respect the help and I get it. What, like, I guess one real quick question on training before maybe we move to one final thought and, you know, uh, end this awesome episode. Uh, on reflecting now, you know, you've coached a little bit at the high school or college level, you know, your wife coaches, you know, at the high school level, you're getting into you know, coaching as well now with, you know, without plugging whatever that is, but just as for a reflection standpoint, what was something you just look back on like, Oh, done. Swipe. I would not do that again. I would cut that part <laughs> ASAP. I don't know how I survived. I don't know how, but we did it and it didn't kill me. But now looking back with some age perspective and distance, would you be like, no, don't want to do that. Oh my goodness. I, I I experimented with doing really high mileage for myself. And I, I think that that was just not a good choice for me. You know, it, it was not effective for me. Uh, it, it just wasn't helpful. It was totally counterproductive, you know, and I did. And I, I think it was mostly because I didn't respect the recovery part for me. You know, I, I, I did it and I didn't, you know, if I, I didn't recover from that. Mm-hmm. Um, at least pro, I would say prolonged high, high mileage, right? You know, prolonged, <laughs> um, you know, you can get, if you look at my training logs, you can, you can see where I, if I did it right, where I just had these little spurts mm-hmm. and I, I, I see a lot of elite athletes do, succeed on running a lot, but in these little, perfectly yeah. planned, perfectly well done spurts right. you know like you have to you know have to break eggs and make an omelet and then you recover from it and if i if i had to cut that out I, it was just so so counterproductive for me and so you're saying what was a little bit more effective was like maybe a hundred mile a week here and there as another type of loading modality yes rather than saying i have to get a hundred miles a week every week otherwise the world's going to end and i'm not going to be fast exactly <laughs> that's, that's, that's Part that I want to avoid. Yes. I don't want to discourage people from training hard because I think if you do it right, you you get that you get those benefits. But right. but but again, what is the purpose? You're trying to get better, yes. and you know, yes. Steve, you got your thing coming out about stress and rest. You know, like yeah, stress it. Don't be a, or you have to do that. It's just part yeah, of the game. It's part of it. Then just respect it, and you'll get that back. In 2006, I I ran one week over 100 miles. One true story. It's wow. chain logs. Yes. Because I remember after that, I was like, oh my gosh, I was running one I need to rest like crazy. And I respected it, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, but then there was times when I, re- I think 
I don't, I had like 130 mile weeks, had a string of 130 mile weeks. Where did that get me? Hurt, hurt, yeah. injured, slower, fatigued, yeah. fatigued yeah. frustrated. And I think that's the thing is to you know. know what works for you. When I, I'm not, you know, I don't think Alan or I am bashing high mileage by any means, but it just know the stimulus that you'll respond to. And you figured that out. You didn't respond to just global mileage. No, I didn't. No. You know, but there are a lot of other stimuli you did. So, yeah. you know, I think that a lot of people say, oh, I'm just going to translate a linear type training philosophy or other high mileage track training philosophy. And it's going to work for everybody all the time. You know, it, again, the law of specificity demands or individual, individualization demands that you respect their athlete in front of you. And some yeah. people might respond wild and crazy to high mileage. And, you know, Steve and I have coached people that do. Yeah, you know, well, there's a vent, and that's why this is for a miler. Right. Yeah, but we're for, talking about trying, trying to run the mile, you know. And I mean, so no, I know milers that t- respond, respond really well to high mileage, but yeah. it's like altitude. Everyone's a, their own responder. You didn't respond to altitude for a variety of reasons. Other people respond super well. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. So that's a perfect example. Like, right. you can't, I, I don't, to say, oh, it doesn't work for me, so don't ever do that, I, you know. But for a miler that, you know, responds well to weight training and is from sea level and never did well off of that training. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the evidence mileage. there. Yeah. You know, like. Right. And what you call high mileage, like in college, like, you know, when Andrew Wing was at his, you know, pinnacle, even a little bit close speech, he was running no more than 35 to 45 miles a week. So your 60 to 75 to him is like, whoa, that's crazy. Yeah, exactly, like, exactly. This man's insane. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I think perspective is important, but it's, yeah. it's good to hear people get your perspective. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, Steve, do you have a question? Cause I got one more thing to wrap up. Just a fun little memory to get Alan's take on. If, unless you want to ask some, use a science word or two. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, I like the uh, non-science words or two on this one. I, I think it's, I think that's a great point on mileage. Um, but I think more so, like looking through my notes on this and like reflecting on Alan's training and seeing all his logs is, I, I think the lesson is like that it's know who you are and like respect the stimulus that works for you, and, and also on the other side is like don't get greedy, right? Yeah, it, it's yeah. it's it's really it's really tempting for everyone who's successful to like say, all right, like this worked really well, like let's do more. And like <laughs> from a mileage standpoint, sometimes that's like, oh, hundred worked well for you know three weeks here randomly. Like let's try eight weeks at one hundred and twenty. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, you yeah. S- you see that all the time, right? And because yeah. like especially at the elite level, like we're talented enough, like your recovery's on game enough to like fake your way through that for a while so you can survive it for a little bit versus, you know, if I do that with a high school kid, he's like broken very quickly. But like, you know, you're, you're talented, like you're going to survive it. Um, So it's almost like having that self-awareness a little bit or that having that coach, right? Have that awareness to to realize like when you're getting a little greedy and that greediness might be doing plyos two times a week versus one right yeah. it doesn't take much it doesn't yeah. take much no that's that's insightful wisdom that neither steve or i could have come up with that so thank you um but before we get off i want you to relive if you can 2007 the 20 times a quarter 400 meter workout oh buddy steve were you there 
No, you weren't there. Yeah, Steve wasn't there. No. So this is, I think we posted on um, the highperformancewest.com workout of the day once. I mean, it's very recent, but the session is 20 times 400. And the 20th quarter has a mark and not a time next to it. I'm not going to ruin what the time is, but next to the time is a slabby face. <laughs> I've seen like Alan's training logs for about 10 year period. The only time I can remember there being a smiley face next to a number in his training log. <laughs> so that's why I want you to just, uh, you know, relive that if you will for us and just talk about, you know, your memories associated with the workout, talk about, you don't have to go through split by split, but, um, just globally talk about this session. Okay. As you remember it. Yeah. I'm looking at this and number one, I'm surprised I didn't put the, the, the tenths on the Monday to <laughs> 14, 13, 13. It's a little sloppy. Maybe yeah. I didn't have them. I'm just it was going on memory. Was this? Remind <laughs> me. Was this before? Did, oh this no. was. This was in the end of May. End of May before the Reebok Grand Prix Mile in early June. So end of May, early yeah, right before the yeah. Grand yeah Reebok. Was that one the one at Carson City? No, no. This is this was the one on on Randall's that. Island. Yeah. Oh yeah. This was a wasn't that the one versus like Legat? Was Legat in that one? Yeah. Got yeah. and yeah. Matram. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Buster, yeah. Buster had the big balls. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah. he he was yeah crushing. Okay, so and, then, all right. And this is the week before that race. So yes. you didn't race it the Saturday. You raced it the following Saturday after this Tuesday session. Yes, at twenty times a quarter. Okay. So yeah, this is about yeah. Uh, so twenty by four hundred. They're in sets of four. You got uh, you got sets one and two. You got a minute rest. And then between sets, you get three minutes rest. The first two sets were in flats. Sully was there. Sully was there. Okay. Kevin was there. So, so you get so sixty seconds rest between the reps in the first two sets. Correct. Ninety seconds between the reps in the third. A minute forty-five between the fourth, and then the final set of four, uh, you get two minutes. Two minutes rest. Two minutes rest. And then globally. From set to set, three minutes recovery. Correct. Okay. First two sets in flats, last three sets in spikes. Mm. And so the first set... Wait, 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 wait. You did... Wait. The last three sets in spikes? The last three sets in spikes, yeah. So that's 12 quarters in spikes? That's three miles? That's 5K basically in (laughs) spikes? Yeah, 5K in spikes. (laughs) All all at sub uh, 59 pace? Yep. All at sub 59 pace. (laughs) Oh, well, there's only one above 59. Oh, yeah. yeah, okay, one. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, there's one above 59. All right. The ninth one. <laughs> <laughs> the first, yeah, the first rep of the yeah third, third set. set. Yep. So you go 62, 61, 60, 59. I won't give you the tenths. No. Uh, 60 high, 60 high, 50, 58, 6, 58, 9 for the first first eight. So you're about 61 or so average the first set say 60 flat for the second set and then third set you're 58 58 59 58 7 58 0 57 1 okay and this is where like you and put start putting some salsa on the taco try to put a little sauce on it <laughs> yes. you know you're kind of progressing within each set and you might slow down a little bit for the next first one and then you try to progress as the set goes on what was your mindset like going into that this now these faster sets of these quarters so like set four and five so you're in, you're, you're in spikes you're feeling kind of good you know you're in like career fitness right 
And now Rascal's like, all right, you can play, start playing, be disciplined. We're gonna cut it down, but you're you're playing a little bit. You know, walk walk us through that. Uh, I didn't really play until the last set. Oh, okay. I'm just in. You're in the. I'm in the moment, just trying to hit, just trying to make sure. So you're just getting the job done. Rascal's like, here's the here's the splits. Yeah. Get the splits in. Getting right. the job, getting okay. the job done. You're you're a workhorse at that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're quarters in, but guess what? You still got eight times four hundred left. That's like <laughs> yeah. a whole. That's like a so you're not you're not patting yourself on the back yet. Okay. With eight four hundreds to go. Yeah. But you know you're you're I'm just focusing to like okay just keep. Do keep you focus like one up. rep at a time? One or? rep. One rep at a. I'd say one rep at a time. Okay. You're, at this point you're, you're you're one rep at a time. Yeah. And you just can't see light at the end of the tunnel yet. Not quite. Okay. Or at least you're not. Yeah. You're not not quite. Not till the last set. I went, or the, the second to last set, I go 57 9, 57-2, 57-4, 56-6. You're progressing down. Mm-hmm. And then I, I got to that point, and I I knew the goal was to try to get around 55 seconds per 400. That's where we wanted to kind of finish off. That was the goal. Mm-hmm. At that point, I was like, okay, if we keep progressing, we're going to be doing pretty good. So you've done 16 times a quarter, and now the goal is to do four times a quarter at 55s. Right. To progress down to, to progress that, down to, progress to that, down okay. to that okay. and so you got the first, you, know, you didn't you didn't even at that point we weren't totally letting the reins loose, but right. so these were disciplined and controlled up to this point. Well, and, and it's controlled as fifty seven. Right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I've never been this kind of shit. Yeah. I can do one set of that maybe, and that is like me gassed up and my best, <laughs> and I'm one set and I'm out, guys. Thanks. That's all yeah. I can do. So I'm just curious. Yeah. The, yeah. The percentage of how much I'm taking off. Right. You know, it was. Yeah. You're still like, okay. Yeah. Let's make sure. Don't. Yeah. Don't. Don't. You're right. Cheer, the edge. Yeah. 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 yeah, okay. yeah not cheating that. But you're, you're. You're. You just know that you can keep going, and and you know, I had done many workouts before that that had prepared me for that duration and right. number of reps. So right. I, I'd been at that somewhere near that, and then I just went 57 flat, 56 five, 55 six, and at that point. I was getting two minutes rest, and compared to the first set, when you're only getting a minute, and you're in flats, so you got I have the mm. benefit of spikes at that point. So it's right. all right. building, 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 building. Right. And so on the twentieth quarter, where's your mindset going into the twentieth quarter here? It's just put all the hot sauce on. <laughs> <laughs> just you know? are you just taking the top off the Tabasco and just dumping everything? Just dumping it all. Just, just from step one? Just from step one. There's okay. no holding back. Okay, take us through like every hundred, the first hundred down to the last hundred of this. So Yeah, I mean, I knew I could – I mean, even when you run a 400 all out, you can't go all, all 100% right. push to the floor. Right. So you, you, you can't – you're, you're kind of measuring yourself a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, like how let, – let's get yeah. – Let's run. Let's run as fast as I possibly can for 400 meters and leave everything on the table. Right. Okay. And so I, I had done that. You know, I'd, I'd run some four by fours, and so I, I kind of knew the basic structure of how to get the most out of a 400. And you you get the first. You're probably going foot to the floor for the first 70 meters or so. And then you take a little bit off, so, not a lot. So you got out. So you got out. You like get a, out. You but get it's, out a long a, get out. Yeah, it's a so. long get out. Yeah, it's a long get out. It's not like the other ones. You start getting out. You get the maybe first 40, 30 to forty meters, and then you're already settling. Yeah, yeah. Quote unquote settling. Settling. 
<laughs> best you can at 55 second quarter speed. Exactly. Right. But now you're getting out for reals. You're getting out for real skis and you're, you're extending that get out a little bit longer. Mm. You're, you're pushing that envelope a little bit. Um, you, you, you pay for it later at the end. Well, of course. But that's okay because still, you know, you know <laughs> you're trying to get, you can get everything. squeeze that, that, yeah. that, that ketchup packet to get every little bit out. <laughs> okay. So and, then, and then you're, then you, then you have that, that, that float that a 400 meter runner might take just, and I, and I say floating, it's, it is, it's much more subtle than, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> Very subtle, quote You're unquote. not slowing down. Well, yeah, you're it's definitely not slowing down. It, yeah. it, your foot's on the gas. It, it's almost like you, you just take a tiny bit of that tension off, right? Just a little. Just a very tiny bit. Yeah. Yeah. And and the four hundred the four hundred let off is, is kind of a weird thing that you kind of. We're trying to describe it in words, but you kind of you gotta, have to experience you it. Gotta yeah. Feel it. Words, yeah. It's kind of puts you in the ballpark that you put you like. Describing the taste of chocolate to someone, you have to eat chocolate to get it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, so people who run four by fours, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you you smash it to catch that guy, and you're just kind of struggling to to, to maintain it. Well, because you know what's coming next. Yeah, you know you're, what's you're coming. You're ready next. for the net, the final the final push. Right? Yes. Yes. Okay. And so you know you're going through and. You, you get one little cheat look at your at your watch. Okay, so you look at your watch. Split. You get the cheat watch at two hundred. What does it say? Do you remember? It says twenty three something. <laughs> you know, you, it, it, it says twenty three going on. 24. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's probably twenty three six. But you saw a twenty three cascading up. Yeah, so you're like, so, okay, cool. I can slow down, and I'm still gonna be like really fast. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, yeah, so how do you run a twenty three? How, how does that work? You know. Are, it, it, and I couldn't run a 23 ever, I, so I have done exactly. not in my life. Uh, <laughs> it's a surreal feeling. Yeah. Okay. What, and you're you're you know 200 meters away from finishing 20 times 400. Yeah. And you run 23. It, now is what? Rasco yelling at any at you? Are you are you aware? Are you in that moment? Like he might have been yelling that day. To, he might have been yelling that day. He, he he probably wouldn't start yelling until like the home stretch. Yeah. Uh. Because then you're getting almost back to foot on the floor, but the foot on the floor doesn't happen until I I, I would I waited till like a 150 to go okay. with the foot on the floor. So the um, final punch, just everything you had was at 150. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. the final punch, and then there was another final punch. <laughs> you, so you final you have you have one punch that you perceive as the final punch at 150, right. but then the and then another blow. one you just with 50 to go. You're just like. You, 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 it's just it's just another effort. You don't even know if you're getting faster. Yeah, you're, just, you're just put. You're just you're just giving yourself a cue just to push again with whatever is left. And this is and, and that's what's the ACCs for years ingrained into you. That yeah. ability to do that here is is to right there right. In, in that moment to, to to get that that last part out. So what are you thinking in that last 200 meters? Take us through the thought process. You see 23 going on 24, and now what? Like what are your what are your thoughts? My, I'm, it's actually a, a more technical. I'm just thinking about, hmm. you know, just turning my legs over quickly okay. and b- both pushing and the speed and power at right. the same time. Right. I'm trying so, to think of that both at the same time to be able to push and keep my leg turnover quick. So keep that recovery high with that heel and just cycle it through. Just yeah. power, 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 push, 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 yeah. push, 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 push. And that's, yeah. that's kind of what Roscoe would say. You'd just be like, push, push. And that's when you meant push, you meant push the ground yeah. with power. Yes. Not push yourself 
mentally push the ground with power. Maybe a little bit from okay. column A and a little yeah, bit from okay. column B. Yeah, I mean, because you know, I mean, I learned that you know, as a quick aside, is yeah, push the ground. Sprint coaches say that, and what they mean is push the ground, force application into the ground. And I think it's a very helpful cue when you're running fast. So it's interesting that you used this back in 2007 and before. So okay, the final knockout blow. You get you come through off the curve. Now what? It, it keep smashing until 50 to go, and then smash without whatever yeah. ounce of is left with 50 to go. Okay. That and and then see what see where the chips lay. <laughs> Just see where the chips lay. Okay, so you get done, and I know you're always meticulous about how you finish sprint reps. Like you you decelerate out because you didn't want to like create this jarring impact. Did that happen, or was it just a hard stop? Oh man, uh, it was just like someone ripped out my lungs, and now I need to stop. <laughs> like what was yeah. it? Those, I mean that those workouts were not like lungs burning. It's just your body is just the acidosis pulsing is just, yeah. with acid. Yeah. yeah, you're just a walking pile of like <laughs> and so you just do what you always do and you suck it up and swallow that pain down until your body naturally right. flushes that out um just enough so you can move okay <laughs> did, all right. and you're like woohoo i just ran 50.1 50.1 now did you time that or ask what time uh, we both did okay i he said he he said he had it at 49 and change, but I looked at his watch and it was like forty nine point nine eight or something, and so I couldn't with couldn't with good conscience <laughs> write <laughs> that. And I think I had I think I had like fifty point oh six, and I always rounded up to the next ten. Wow! So I, I, I wrote wow. That's what I love is like so. you you took the slower measure. Yeah, you know, I, 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 always, measure. I always rounded up. Yeah, because I felt like rounding up factored in for. Race day anxiety, race day, you know, little nerves, uh-huh. you know. Plus, you know, it was from a, it was a, a fly start. And F8, you know, there's no FAT. It's like you know, I'm like kind of with my hand. So there's, you know, I wow. figured at worst I ran fifty point oh one, yeah, <laughs> and that was awesome. And you know, it was I, I I had I had a couple other workouts that were pretty good previous right. to that, but. Uh, what did that crystallize in your mind after being able to do that maybe some space after the the acidosis wore off and reflect on it or or maybe immediate like what did that crystallize anything in your mind did you just go i mean what would what did you tell yourself after that it was surreal i mean anytime you do 20 by 400 and you look at your watch and you're 23 point on the 20th one (laughs) i was just like is this real am i is this happening to me yeah yeah, and it, yeah, it, it's like the interval workout. I think it's chapter thirty-five and once a runner, where it's just, you know, he just does interval on interval. I think it's like sixty times a quarter, and it's surreal. And he yeah. describes it very similar to what you're saying. Yeah, it's it's surreal. Wow, it's wow. it's 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 surreal. Um, and it was, it was it was pretty it was pretty cool. But I, I also knew that I, I was experienced enough enough to know that like, hey, that's a that's a real deal workout. I need to recover from this. Right. And so we, uh, I'm just looking at my training log and that day I did, I did 14 that day total. So it was probably warm up, cool down. I, and, but then I took a day off the next, next day. Next day was day off. Day wow. Off. Zero miles, you know, and then, and then 10 days later I ran at, at I won that race in, at New York, in, in New York. I ran the last hundred and twelve flat. So, if, so, if I remember correctly, that last there was 
somewhere in that last hundred, there was a bam, like push it, like gear change, just like in practice. Yep. Same thing. I was, yep. I was thinking same exact thing. Yep. I was honest with, with Mach, me, Lagat and Machum with, with, with 200 to go. I actually felt better then than I did at the end of that workout. I was like, Oh my gosh, I am going to unload this last, <laughs> last 150. And that was it, you know, and I, cause I had practiced it. I, you know, 10 days, 11 days before that I had done exactly that. And so I got to that race and I, that last 150, I I'd played that last 200 in my mind and in practice so many times before you got to that. That was, you just saw the last little, you saw little teeny bits at the end, but I, I had done that so many times in my mind and, and, and in practice, in practice. So, you know, wow. Like Gag said, you know, if you want to get better running, then run, man. And I was running fast. And I think that's a good place to end. Thanks a lot, Alan. Um, this has been uh, an amazing podcast, amazing I interview. Think this is our best podcast ever. You yeah. will probably beat Mike Smith. Yeah. And, you know, and Lauren Fleshman's one that we just had too was, you know, one of our best ever as well. So you it, continue to raise the bar to remarkable. Yeah. I think. The insight here is just amazing. I mean, I have so many notes. I hope you coaches uh, take value in lessons and all of this because it is, you uh, were a one of a kind runner and uh, amazing to share all this. So thank you very much. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it.